everybody. It's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, joined by Lisa Woods, who's making ridiculous faces at me and trying to get me to laugh right before we get started. That's my normal face. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> this is episode eight. You believe it, right? I do believe okay, it. Yeah. Glad to hear it. I'm done feigning surprise by the episode number. Okay, well, it's episode eight, period. No big. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good i worked on thanksgiving day that's right um so we just did like soup and sandwiches at my in-laws which was probably like one of the best parts of the weekend it was just chill and nice and my soup that i made was really good what kind was it chicken and wild rice oh that's it's a like good my one new specialty it's a good winter one yes and it felt like a good like thanksgiving right one. definitely so then i worked disney on ice how was that? You were a participant in Disney on Ice, yes, too. Yes, I worked in and I, I participated. Say. Yes, so Thursday worked. Friday made Thanksgiving dinner at my grandparents. Saturday worked. Sunday went to Disney on Ice. And Rosa loved it. Good. It was great. Good. Did you buy her any of the souvenirs? Yes. You so, caved. I knew you no, would. No, I didn't cave. My mother-in-law <laughs> caved. All right. My mother-in-law gave me 25 bucks. And we get there, and Arnold's like nothing is under $25 here. Yeah. So we got her this little, we asked her what she wanted and she wanted a small plush goofy. And I said, you could have the larger plush mini if you want. No, I want this goofy. Okay. And I was just like, uh, this is kind of weird, whatever. But then afterwards, like she really enjoyed the show. And afterwards we're driving home. I said, Rosa, what was your favorite part of Disney on ice? And she said, goofy. Oh, so it works. Yeah. Well, that's good. So. Good. Mom of the year. (laughs) I already knew you were the mom of the year before that. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. And Frozen 2. Frozen 2 was great. It was better than I anticipated. And we haven't stopped playing the music in our house (laughs) since then. And Ben and I actually both personally enjoy the music. So, yeah, it was good. Thanksgiving was good. We went to Carol and spent it with my parents and sister and... Got the food sweats a couple of times, which is a sign of a good Thanksgiving, (laughs) I think. Yeah, it was nice. And I asked you what you made, and you said the sweet potato casserole, and then you said, if you mean by I made, Ben made. Yeah, he makes (laughs) it. He cooks every single night, so I'm very lucky. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was good stuff. Nice. Yeah, it was good. All in all, good Thanksgiving. Yeah, whenever you want us to come over. (laughs) Well, that's awkward. Never been invited. Jared, have you ever been invited over to her house? Yeah, he got invited to the Eifler uh, Thanksgiving, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> well. <laughs> he didn't come, needless to say. Well. Yeah. Well, that's the story for a different podcast. Yeah. So, sports. Sorry, How about Jared. that local sports team? <laughs> I was uh, hoping we could come on and talk about our 8-4 and four football team, but we are Iowa State and can't... Well, let me rephrase that. I feel like we've reached the poise, the point where we can have nice things, but we can't have like exceptional things. That's a good point. So instead, we're going to talk about the seven and five football team and what I would call quite the epic Twitter meltdown after the yeah. game. Yeah. Ooh, it got scary. Yeah. We, <laughs> we have some notes about that. Oh, yes. Also on a happier note... The men's basketball team, I think, had a decent showing at the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Yeah. So they went one and two, um, which, you know, the record doesn't necessarily reflect, I think, some of the positive takeaways. So we can yeah. chat about that. 
And then I want to tell you about my um, opportunity to sit in and listen to the Megan Rapinoe lecture after, since our last episode. So, Epic. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I don't have to weigh in on all of these things right now. We're going to go through them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. how this That was just my little. Okay. <laughs> have you been here before? That's your road Hi, map. My, my name is Steph. <laughs> okay. Well, a little Welcome. rusty. Thank you. Yes. So I think we should rip off the Band-Aid and talk about the football game first. What do you think? Mm, okay. So we all know it was a disappointing Saturday, a 27-17 loss to K-State. And, you know, it was weird because K-State took that opening kickback for the touchdown. And I was like, you know what? It's no big deal. We're in control. We're going to handle this. And I should have known then that was a terrible sign because I am never optimistic about Iowa yeah. State. So the fact that I was optimistic <laughs> was every red flag I ever needed. It was rough. We went down 14-0 in the beginning of the second quarter. And we talked about this last episode, but... Um, it seems like we, in almost all of our losses, with the exception of the Iowa game, we dug ourselves into holes and had to claw our way back. And that was yeah. no different on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. We clawed ourselves back, just couldn't turn the corner. And I guess my biggest frustration with Saturday was all season, I felt like we were maybe a quarter step behind. And Saturday was the first time I felt like we were a quarter mile behind. And that's just not a good way to end a season. It's not, no. And it 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 felt it was the score was close-ish, but it just didn't feel like a close game. No, it didn't. It just felt like we got outplayed. You know, yeah. we had six false starts. I think I counted. Um, we are one of thirteen on third down conversions, which is terrible. And Coach Campbell acknowledged, you know, that starts with him in a way because he's always the one preaching, "Let's win in the margins, win in the dark." And Saturday was an example of us not doing that. Yeah. And that's, like I said, not a good way to end a season. Yeah, definitely. And there, there were, there was a point in time where the commentator said that Kansas State had run sixteen straight plays, like they had 16 straight running plays at one point. And I think that they ran again on the next play. And so it's just like to know what's going to happen, but to not be able to stop it. That's rough. That's, Especially with the defense, it's been, you know, our stronghold all yes, season. That's something that needs to be changed, but I feel like it's something that can be changed. And then there were just a few timeouts that they came out of the timeout and then just didn't really seem to know what play they were running. And I mean, you and I have both been in timeouts before <laughs> with a team. It's literally the goal of a timeout. Yeah, you're, the goal of the timeout is to talk about what you're going to do in the immediate future. So and get yourself reorganized and right there, it should almost be silent because everyone knows exactly what they're doing. And there were just times where everyone's kind of looking at the sidelines, saying like, "Oh shit, what did we just talk about? Or did we talk about something?" And so, I mean, I don't know if that's people not paying attention. I don't know if that's the coach not being clear. I don't know whose fault it is. And I don't want to, I don't want to fault someone for it. It's just something that happened that can be fixed. Right. And so I don't know. I, I always hate that. I hate when you have coworkers who say, you know, like, Oh, it's, it's not about whose fault it is when it's their fault. <laughs> but, right. But then when it's your fault, it's like, well, let's get down to the point of whose fault it is really like, let's not get down to the point of whose fault it was. Let's just correct it. Fix it. Yes. And I guess I'm just bummed that we still, you know, this far into the season are fixing things that I feel like should have been fixed in week one or week two. Yeah. And that, that was the most, that was the part of it that irritated me. Yeah. It, I was disappointed with our lack of execution. I was disappointed with our lack of discipline. And I felt like it was another example of the team being unable to capital capitalize in a season of not being able to capitalize. Yeah. And I feel like one of the one of the bright spots from this that that I kind of after a couple days was able to take a little space away and think about is that 
that Campbell has come in and say, said, like, let's change the culture, you know, let's trust the process. You know, he said that there's like something new brewing here. And I think that, that people's expectations got a little ahead of the actions of the team. And yeah, we have amazing players on this year's team, but maybe the coaching staff just wasn't prepared. Maybe, you know, maybe we just didn't have the right plays to call quite yet. But I I feel like that's part of the process. And I feel like Campbell has almost, I don't want to say screwed himself because I feel like this may be part of the master plan, part of the process, if you will, is just saying like, Let's get everybody, all of the fans, all of the players, all of the coaches to buy into this new culture, and then the team will follow. And the team just isn't following as quickly as everybody's buying into the Which, new process. I, that You talking about the fans buying in, I think is probably why, I think we have bought in, which yeah. is probably why we saw the reaction on Twitter that we saw. Yes. So let me just preface this by saying, you and I were both angry and frustrated and disappointed with how Saturday went. Yes. There's no question about that. But I got, I, both girls stayed up and watched the end of the game. I get them to bed and I come back to my phone. I have a couple texts from Lisa and it's basically like, Cyclone Twitter is losing its mind. Yeah. And I opened Twitter and I was just like, good God, people, what right. is going on? Right. Just like straight craziness. And I will say my therapist says that I downplay <laughs> my emotions, which is probably what I'm doing in this case, because I, I was upset and I was, you know, bummed out. But now this is me downplaying it to kind of save my own just sanity saying, guys, let's pull ourselves together. We are not 40-year-olds yelling at 18-year-olds right now. Like, truly, we're not, right? Right, Cyclone Twitter? Right? Right, But here's the thing. Like, I understand the anger. I do, but I just, I didn't think we were to the point where we needed to be calling for coaches' heads yet. No, and I think that this is, this is the progression of Iowa State Twitter, and this is truly how it goes. You know, Everyone's psyched and thinks that we're going to win. We lose. Everyone just goes crazy and is, you know, goes buck wild on Twitter and is calling for coaches' heads. And then somebody with, you know, 50 followers who created their Twitter yesterday says that Matt Campbell is leaving (laughs) for another team. And then, and everyone's just like, no, no, he's not leaving. And it's like, two days ago, you said there needed to be some changes. (laughs) Right. Can I break some news to you guys? Oh, no. It's not. It's good, right? Alex Halstead from 247 reporting. Coach Campbell told the team tonight he's not going anywhere. Oh, whew. Got really hot for a second. (laughs) I mean, I figured that's what it was, but. I didn't. I mean, he wasn't going anywhere anyway. No. No one but, you know, some guy's best friends, cousins, dogs, moms, brother who works for, you know, the little sisters of the poor said that he was going to another team. Right. So. One of my favorite things is when you hear sources close to Matt Campbell. Oh, yeah. Matt, one, Matt Campbell doesn't have an agent. Like, I would love to know who these people close to Matt Campbell right? allegedly are. Because I think the only people that he's close to are, like, his staff and maybe Jamie Pollard and then his family. Yeah. Right. I think that's about it. Yeah. So, it's like everybody that I see when I see that, oh, source close to Matt Campbell says he's interested in the Arkansas job. I'm like, okay, who... 
who is that? His barber from Toledo? Right. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, what What does that mean? Right. But I've been on a year long crusade against those people that you're talking oh about on Twitter. Oh my gosh. I'm sure you guys have heard that. I've yeah. really gotten hard after those yeah. people because they drive me nuts. They drive me nuts too. Uh, you can and mute me now. Go oh, back in my yes. hole. Yes. <laughs> mute. That's the greatest power anyone's ever given me is to mute Jared. Sources close to the football team say that actually the entire coaching staff went to Disney on ice on Sunday. So, you know, they're, they're all just, you know, on edge here. So I just think that people get worked up and they don't quite understand what they've bought into. They've bought into a new culture. And I, I heard it on fanatics and I cringed when I heard it that Kirk and Matt Campbell are a lot alike, but it's probably true, but it's probably true in the sense of that Matt Campbell wants to build a home and the, and honestly aims a great place to build a home. Right. It's a great place. What does he have? Four kids. It's a great place for his kids to go to school. It's a great place for him to get whatever the F he wants to get. And I talk about this a lot, but I mean it genuinely. I feel like Cyclone Nation is a family and I'm sure every fan base says that, but I actually believe it. And I think that he is a good guy. Yeah. I think we have a lot of good people in our head coaching positions right now. And he's one of them. Yeah. And I think that's one of the many things that we need to keep in perspective as we work through our nine stages of grief or however many stages it is. Cause you know, this is this fourth season and we've made three straight bowl games. Yeah. So and, I, and I heard this on the coach's corner. Is that what it's called? With yes. Applebee's coach's yes, corner right. on, I don't know, but, um, we're going to a bowl game for the third year in a row for the second time in history. Like eh, that's a thing. And we're also, I mean, we talked about this last episode too, but we're, you know, one possession, one play, one millisecond away from being 10 and two or yes. nine and three or going to the big 12. So we're, we're close. And yes. I get the frustration and not taking that extra trip. I'm frustrated too, but we're in a good place and I'm in, I want to enjoy the process, yeah. you know, and I think people just need to take a quick step back and take a breath and recognize that in a couple of days, we're going to find out we're going to a bowl game and a warm climate and have an opportunity to beat, a, you know, a good team and finish the season on a, on a positive note. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I just kind of thought of, and maybe I'm the only one who cleans in this way. But when I'm really going to deep clean, like the kitchen or something that gets messy, the, the kitchen's like, okay. And then it gets messy as you clean, as you're clean. I see this. And I it, like it. It gets bad, you know, and sometimes then I just quit in the middle of it and leave it the way that it is. But the, the proper process would be, you know, to wipe down the, the counters, wipe down the cabinets, put everything back where it goes, throw away the stuff that doesn't belong there. And I think that that's almost where we're at. Like we cleaned up a little bit the first couple years and now it's like, all right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's Febreze the, I don't know. I don't clean the kitchen that often, but <laughs> your metaphor doesn't work because no, you don't actually do no. it. <laughs> Let's turn over the toaster and get all those crumbs out of the toaster. You know, it looks, the toaster looks fine, but guess what? There's crumbs in the bottom of the toaster. So I want, I almost wonder if like, that's kind of where we're at right now, like working out some of the kinks. Maybe we do lose a coach or two here. Um, and that's just going to be part of the cleaning process. But and, and Chris always says this, you know, if your co if your head coach or even your assistant coaches are in the discussions of leaving for other good jobs, that's a good place to right. be. And you know, hopefully someday we are in a position where no one's talking about leaving because Iowa state is the destination. But for the time being, I think that's something to be positive or, you know, to think positively about. Yeah, definitely. 
All right. Anything else about football? No, I don't think so. You know, I, I had some notes, but they're a mess. So what else is kind of like my kitchen? <laughs> That's right. It all comes for a full I circle. Know, I know. So did you have a chance to watch the men's basketball team? At oh all? yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah. So they finished the, the tournament one and two, like I mentioned, but I didn't really have expectations for the season. Not necessarily that I had bad expectations. I just didn't know what to expect. And now I'm excited going in, you know, after this tournament. Um, They lost the opening round game to a really tough Michigan team, a Michigan team that was unranked going into the tournament. Now, I don't know if you saw it, they're ranked fourth. Yeah. That's bananas. Yeah. Uh, Michigan ended up beating North Carolina and Gonzaga and they won the whole damn tournament. So, and I would say it wasn't the greatest game, but you know, it was a hard fought. I felt like they were a good challenge to Michigan. Yeah. And that's a great Michigan team. Yes. Honestly, like <clears throat> uh, when they came in, I was kind of like, gosh, I can't believe that they're not ranked. This is a little surprising. But then I was like, yeah, maybe it's just in my head. I think that they should be. But then after they played, I was like, yeah, I'm the smartest person on earth. Well, obviously. <laughs> then we played Alabama and scored 104 points. It was nice to see our offense get clicking a little bit. Yes. Nice to see the threes finally. Yeah, those finding. poor guys. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while. We literally shot the lights out of the place. <laughs> you oh, see what I did there? <laughs> that was crazy, by the way. Just the whole You place. saw that on Twitter, didn't you? No, I didn't. You that just came, made that up? That came from my Ding. mind. I mean, it was probably on Twitter before I said yeah. it, but I legitimately just thought of it right now. That's good. Almost as good as your kitchen cleaning metaphor. Almost. <laughs> that went south fast. It did. Uh, then we beat, or sorry, we lost to number 13th ranked Seton Hall um, in a, what I think was one of my favorite basketball games yes. I've watched in a long time. Rematch coming soon. Yes, that's going to be great. And it was a hard fought physical game. And I'm sure Sunday, the rematch on Sunday will be the same way. But I just really feel like it's impossible not to root for these guys. They play hard. They play fast. It looks like they're having fun, and it's a totally different vibe from last year. Yeah, so definitely, the problem is I don't feel like they are the strongest shooting squad we've ever seen. No, but, you know, if a few players can get rolling here and there, like we saw in the game against Alabama, who knows? Yeah, definitely. Ben and I were talking about how I think this is a team that'll probably lose some games they shouldn't, but I think they'll also win some games they shouldn't. So I'm just here, like I said, not a lot of giant expectations, but I'm excited for a fun year. What I really want for this team is to just kind of like buy into the city of Ames, right? you know, and I want them to buy into the school of Iowa state. And I just want them to be somewhere where they want to be. And I want them to act like they're somewhere that they want to be. And that's like, that's almost all that I want from this team is just a team that represents Ames and represents Iowa State well. And some Hilton magic, get some Hilton magic back. Is that the the most mom thing I've ever said? I just hope Uh, everyone has fun. Almost as much as the kitchen cleaning metaphor. (laughs) That's right up there. (laughs) It's okay, though. I agree with you. And I think most fans agree with that. So whether it's a mom thing or not, I'm in. Thank you. Yeah. Should we take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about my hero, Megan Rapinoe? Yeah, let's talk about it. We'll take a quick break. All right. All right. So I mentioned this to you, Elisa, but I had the opportunity um, on November 19th to go listen to Megan Rapinoe at the 41st annual Bucks Bomb Lecture at Drake University. So yeah. I'm a Drake law grad, but never took advantage of this when I was in law school, which is too bad because they've had some really, really big names come to the lecture. 
Lisa Ling, Bill Nye, excuse me, Tim Gunn. Bill Nye the Science Exactly. Guy. Bob Costas, Magic Johnson, so big names. And one of my girlfriends asked me to go, um, and she actually had an opportunity to sit on the floor. So I got to sit on the floor. The nap was uh, nap center was packed. It was a really great environment to listen to her. That's very cool. As you might expect, she was pretty pro-woman, pro-equality. You told me to take notes, and I'm glad you did, because um, she had one phrase that I've been thinking about almost every day since and it was be a woman who goes out and asks for what she wants without apologizing which I know I have a really bad habit anytime I feel like I'm putting someone out even a little bit I'm hey I know I'm you know I'm really sorry about this but it's a very Iowa nice thing to do but I think her point was if you know what you want you know you're not being rude just ask for it and go for it and I really appreciated that you know that actually makes me think like I've been really working on my emails and reducing the amount of exclamation marks, reducing the amount of ellipses, the dot, 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 taking out the word just, or I'm trying to, or I'm, I'm calling to, I'm emailing you to like, just get to the point. Just ask for what you want. Say what you need. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not thankful, don't end your email and thanks. Yes. I like that. That's what I've been trying to do. And that's kind of the same thing. It was just ask for what you want and just go for it. It was nice. And she was of course asked about the lawsuit against us soccer. Um, and it was kind of a, you know, one of those softball questions. Why are you suing? And she made a joke of it. She said, well, we're only asking for equality, but maybe we should ask for more. And that got a nice round of applause from the crowd. But I thought maybe what was most impressive about her was that she sees her role and um, the lawsuit against U.S. soccer as something bigger than just soccer. She talked about how it's a blueprint for the path forward if we're serious about gender equality in all industries. And her big thing was it's more than just about a salary. You know, it's about the investment in the woman the same way you would invest in a man. And in her world, that means TV rights, sponsorships, um, player development at a young age. But for us, it's, you know, types of leave or types of retirement policies and things like that. But she just saw or she sees her role in a much bigger capacity. And that was really nice to hear. She also talks about how the stay in your lane or stick to sports comments are so frustrating for her because we don't expect that of any other profession. We don't ask our plumbers to not have opinions about anything. Right. And she also said it's, she thinks it's special for athletes because oftentimes sports teams of whatever sport it is have a more representative slice of the pie than other industries. So on any given basketball team or any given soccer team, you have people from different backgrounds, different races, ethnicities, cultures. And I don't think that's something I've really ever considered before, but maybe they have a better understanding of what it means to be equal, you know, having growing, grown up in those places or really come to adulthood with members of a team that are from different, you know, walks of life. Yeah. But she, uh, she just talked about how everybody doing a little act of kindness can make a really big difference in the world. And she said this before, but she said, make it cool to be kind. And I just thought that was a really great tag. Yeah. I love that. Whenever Rosa goes to daycare and I drop her off, I I might've said this already in the podcast once, but I always tell her, be kind to your friends because I don't really care if she's like good that day. You know, I, I want her to follow direction and be, you know, compliant and, and stuff like that. But she, I'm okay if she's a little rebellious, but I'm not okay if she's unkind right. to the other people that she's around. That's so exactly that's something right. that I really drive home with her. And, you know, I think anybody, I think we can all agree that 
we may not have the same political viewpoints as Megan Rapinoe, but she's done a really nice job of taking her platform, being educated about what she's talking about, being intelligent, articulate, and taking a stand in a confident way. And whether you agree with her or not, I think that's something we can respect about her. Yeah, definitely. And go, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just thinking about kind of back where what you said about the um, coming from different backgrounds and stuff. And that just reminded me of something we talked about right before this that I heard on the Coach's Corner again on the way here, which is, I, want, I want, think it's Inez Nazarwa from the Iowa State basketball team that she just got um, another year of eligibility. Were you going to say something, Jared? Inez Nezakwa. So close. Okay, but <laughs> here's the thing is that Bill Fennelly called her Inez because he called her E. And I looked her up and her name starts with an I. So I was confused about why he called her E. This is when we need the John Walters pronunciation guide, which is really fun if you're ever bored and just want to go through and listen to all the ways the Godfather pronounces our athletes' names. It's wonderful. Anyways, so point being, <laughs> point being, she got she was awarded another year of eligibility by the NCAA, and Coach Fenley just said, like, you, if you have some time, and and I agree with this. There's a there's an Ames Tribune article about just kind of where she came from um, and what she went through and the danger that she was in when she was in Africa and um, how she came to play in Texas for a little bit and then um, getting her NCAA eligibility to come to um, to come to Iowa State. It's fascinating. And what she came from, I think that the team can benefit so much from. And I'm so excited that she's getting another year because I'm excited for the girls on that team to learn from her and learn from what she's been through and to meet her and to interact with her. And so that's what I'm really excited about. And she had a great game. She by the did. Way, yeah. Yesterday. She, I think 21 points. Yes. It was career high 21 points, which yep. is awesome because last year she, she averaged maybe like three points. So it's not like she was coming back, you know, as a, the best player on the team, but she's growing and she's getting better and just she's a good person, which I think is really important to Bill to have a good person on the team. Right. I'm with you. I looked at the pronunciation. Uh, you were right. Oh, but that, in fairness, Let's that means go. that the broadcasters say it wrong. In the, the broadcasters say it wrong. Okay. So we got to talk I'm, to Chris about that then, because um, he's the one who says it wrong. Oh, I'll blame Chris. I like this no, game. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, take that little snippet where you said you were right. And, <laughs> make it a button. Yep. Can I just make it my ringtone <laughs> for whenever you text me? They don't oh. have a nifty John Walters uh, pronunciation guide on there. So it's, it's buried in their... Uh, in their bio on the roster page. Well, we need to get one of those because I like listening to John Walters anytime I can. And I like being right. One time (laughs) I made my coworker buy me a cookie cake that said you were right. You're savage. I know because I was right. (laughs) Um, I know that in this day and age, we're not necessarily supposed to make comments on the way females look, particularly when they're talking about important political or cultural matters. But I'm just going to go ahead and say it. She also, Megan Rapinoe also looked like a badass in the lecture. And I think she wasn't doing anything spectacular she had on jeans a sweater and a blazer but I think it's just the way she carries herself that woman is confident I love it she just walks out there like she owns the damn place and she kind of does so that's awesome yeah and if I could dye my hair purple and make it look the way she does I would too (laughs) she's great you could do it I don't know you could pull it off but all things considered it was a really great opportunity and 
I don't know who they're having for next year, but if it's, you know, if you're interested in any way in the person they name, go, because it's just, it's a really cool setting and opportunity. That's awesome. I also, do you have other random notes tonight? I do. Ha- I just have random tidbits. All right, you go first. Okay, random tidbits. So this is, this is what I'm going to call my hot take, and I told it to you last night, maybe two nights ago, when everybody just went crazy, went buck wild on Twitter, and... I, I wonder if it's I can't poss- help but wonder, I Carrie Bradshaw. I can't help but wonder um, if people being more upset over this year correlates with the legalization of sports betting in That's, our state. Yeah. Just curious. And I think that Twitter should, you should have to link your Twitter to your sports betting account <laughs> so that if you are tweeting about a game that you have bet on, it puts an asterisk at the end of your tweet so people can be like okay you got some money on that so and that way we can track it that's why you're such it's a genius psycho. it's genius <laughs> I also, not that anyone on cyclone twitter is psycho because that would never be the case right <laughs> um anyway uh, i also have another idea okay and i've been really thinking on this for a while and i think that in this political season it would be especially beneficial. Um, and I'm gonna, my phone's gonna blow up at me when I say this name, but I think that your, your phone should record when you say thank you to Siri or to Alexa so that um, you can let people know who are potentially voting for you, potentially trying to date you, how often you thank Siri or um, Alexa for their services because I think it's a real dick move <laughs> to ask her to do all this stuff for and you. Never say thank you and never say thank you. That could just track how good of a person you are. Yeah. Do you guys say thank you? I never use Siri or oh. Alexa. So. Jared says no, mm, ladies. Not surprising. I don't know. I don't use. That's what I'm saying. I don't use Siri. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I don't either. You don't use Siri or Alexa. No. We got a one of those Google Home things and. Do I guess, you thank Google? But it, it's not, it never really talks to me. It just says playing okay. the juicy wiggle. Like, it's not like we have an interactive conversation. But oh. you know what? Because of you, I'm going to start saying thank right. you. Well, 2003. Anyway. Wow. I used to have an Alexa, and then I found out that they record things that you say. And of course I, they do. I don't want anything to do with that. Not that I'm worried about what I'm saying. Oh, but he's worried. No, I'm not. I'm not worried you about it. You better throw your phone out because it's They're always listening. listening. They're always listening. You think I'm going to give the government no. a way to listen to me? Here, I've been testing this. <laughs> you're right. You're just, not. you're just recording podcasts. Absolutely. Well, but I can control what's being recorded right, <laughs> right now. Yeah, fair. I, for years, I've been saying Yoohoo into my phone and waiting for an ad for Yoohoo and I haven't gotten it. So proof that they don't actually uh, data mine. There, that's that's the proof you it's need. Proof. There you go. Years I've been just whispering "yoo-hoo" into my phone. Even Mark Zuckerberg covers up his webcam. <laughs> I've heard that before. And the oh, the CEO of McDonald's doesn't let his family eat there. Whatever. Everything you read on the internet is probably true. If the least well, trustworthy, trustworthy person in the internet in Mark Zuckerberg doesn't trust the internet, <laughs> then I definitely don't trust the internet. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other interesting ideas? Because mm. I have one final tidbit. Why? You want to be the last one to say something? I always have to have the last word. Yeah, obviously. No, actually, I always say the last word. I say that's right. That's right. Okay, go ahead. So the volleyball team um, is going to the NCAA tournament again. Oh, yeah. Dang it. I heard that on the coach's corner, too. You heard everything on the coach's corner I know. It's a long drive here from the east side. 
It's the 14th all-time appearance, 13 of which have come in the past 14 seasons under coach uh, Christy Johnson Lynch. So amazing. Another coach we have to be thankful for in this thankful holiday season. I love it. And Bill Finley said that he got an email from Jamie Pollard saying that after the fall sports are done, they're like third in the conference, which is amazing. In this conference, that's amazing. It is amazing. So yeah, I mean... Meltdown be what it is, but we have lots to look forward to. We have lots to be thankful for. That's right. Do we need to go down the... Nope. (laughs) Just say your little thing. I'll say my little thing. (laughs) All right. Anything else? Jared, anything else? I did an hour and 15 minute podcast with Jeff Woody today, so I think I got everything out. (laughs) Did he let you talk? (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Listen to the podcast. Football and random things, people. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, with that... Go Cyclones. Go (laughs) Cyclones. We'll talk to you next time.